the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, and it's meeting time. And today we're going to continue the introduction of the second step of recovery. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Unfortunately, sadly to say, much too often Satan uses our addictive mental state to relinquish our power to him, to give up on God, or even believe God exists. You might be thinking, I've tried God in the past. Nothing's ever happened. You're tired of claiming Bible verses or praying for deliverance to no avail. You think God has abandoned you, so you're finished with God as well. Let me tell you, at one point in my life, I felt the same way. So let me try to help you overcome these alien thoughts. Now, in previous meetings, we learned that these 12 steps to recovery must be applied in order. There's no shortcuts on this journey. However, we also learned that these 12 steps are all interwoven. And then we discovered three principles that must accompany these 12 steps, and that's being honest, open-minded, and willing. That's how the program works. In other words, before God shows up in step two, we must ingest step one into our inner being. We must admit and accept that we're powerless over our addiction and that our lives are totally out of control. Listen, from my own experience, this step is not just lip service. We must be honest about our downward spiral open-minded to the recovery process and willing to go to any lengths to find this new way of life. And an attitude of indifference or intolerance towards these principles will defeat us in our recovery. And the truth of the matter is, after many attempts of recovery, I wasn't honest with God, my family, my peers, or myself. I never came to terms with the absolute truth that I was totally powerless over Satan's control, or should I say, demise. This step never traveled from my head to my heart. And in a short period of time, my open-mindedness to recovery things became closed-minded as Satan bombarded my mind with insidious thoughts and temptation. And my willingness to go to any lens for recovery depleted to succumbing to Satan's will and every demand. My friends, at this point of my life, I too was finished with God. Or I thought God was finished with me. And where does this thought process come from? The answer is given to us in John eight forty four. Satan is a liar and a father of lies. Listen, we have to be aware that we are in spiritual warfare, and the spiritual forces that sway our lives have roots in either truth or deceit. Truth leads to freedom. 
deceit, and lies from the evil one leads to denial, bondage, insanity, and death. Now, how does Satan baffle us to the point of agnostic thinking, believing lies, and willful blindness to the creator of mankind? I believe the most powerful weapons that Satan has in his arsenal are obsession and compulsion. Obsession, the overpowering urge to continue doing that which is destroying our lives. Compulsion, the inability to stop this destruction once we start. Obsessive and compulsive thinking causes unbelief, lost years, lost relationships, lost careers, and then we eventually lose ourselves, which can lead to jails, institutions, and death. Whenever there were emotional pain in my life, Satan would pull out these big guns of obsession and compulsion, and the chase was on. All I could think about was drinking, drugs, and gambling, and I would relapse, forget about God, and ignite the vicious cycle of addiction over and over again, and I suffered severe consequences. I, too, lost loving relationships, career opportunities, a small fortune, and twice I nearly lost my life. Now, here's a side note. If God had truly abandoned me, I wouldn't be with you today. Amen? I can't tell you how many times I proclaimed this first step but never accepted complete defeat. For days, weeks, months, and years, I would obsess and then indulge compulsively on my idols of destruction. I lost all sense of reality. I was losing myself. And when my life was totally out of control and living with the consequences of my actions, I'd call on God, but I'd try to make deals with God. I'd try to bargain with Him. Instead of total surrender, I'd tell Him, I'm going to get drunk or high one more time, and then I'll go back to treatment, meetings, and church. Or, I'm going to gamble until I get even, and then I'll quit. How ridiculous is that? How insane does that sound? Is there any wonder that God was silent while in my delusional thinking? Have you ever tried to make deals with God? Let me know how that's working out for you. Look, we can't tell God what we need to recover or demand anything because his solution and timing to our dilemma is quite different than ours. Could it be God is quieting your life as well because you're still trying to fix yourself? My friends, this addictive and alien thinking births God's anger and silence. And the Apostle Paul warns us of this in the scripture I ask you to reference, Romans 1, 18 through 23. This is what I've learned. God shows his anger. He allows us to suffer consequences when we suppress the truth with our sinful, wicked ways. But he also shows his external power, his divine nature, and invisible qualities through his creation. Look around you. Who do you think made the earth that you're living in? Look, we have no excuse for not knowing the master designer. 
But yet in our delusional thinking, we put the blinders on. We refuse to accept the one and only God Almighty. And then we begin to think of foolish thoughts of a higher power. Claiming to be wise, we become utter fools in exchanging our worship of God for worshiping Satan through this addictive, sinful lifestyle. We eventually fall into this denial, believing lies and rejecting the truth. I was living in this downward spiral that Paul's describing. I surrendered and worshiped, all right, but I surrendered to Satan and I worshiped my addiction. Now, Paul doesn't leave us hanging there. He understands the struggle of trying to fix ourselves. In Romans seven fifteen, he confesses, I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. I do what I hate. And that's like you and I saying, I'm an addict and I can't quit. But then Paul tells us how to quit. He tells us the solution to our insanity in Romans seven twenty four. He continues, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And friends, Jesus Christ is the answer for you and me. When we accept the fact that under Satan's lines and bondage, we are decomposing physically and spiritually. When we acknowledge that there's a spiritual battle going on between truth and deceit and the battlefield is in our minds... When we take the blinders off and admit that we believe in sinful idols, then a power greater than ourselves will restore us to sanity. And that power is the one and only Jesus Christ. Now, I also ask you to reference Romans 3, 21 through 26. What we're going to learn here is God's plan for rescuing us from our addictions, our sins. God is holy. He cannot condone sin. Sin must be punished by death. But God loves you, and he wants to free you from this penalty. So what's his rescue plan? He freed you and me from the penalty of sins by presenting Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for our sins when he was crucified on a Roman cross. He took our penalty, our punishment, His precious blood was the ransom price that bought you and me back from the slave market of sin and addiction. Paul tells us our salvation and healing are obtained through faith in Jesus Christ. And once again, you might be thinking, that all sounds good if you believe in the Bible, but I have some doubts about this book. Well, For your knowledge, in 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul tells us all Scripture is inspired by God. Now, did you know that God inspired the prophets of the Old Testament to foretell the coming of the Christ centuries before the virgin birth? There were many coming attractions in the Old Testament about the coming Messiah. So for the sake of time, let's visit one of these future predictions. 
700 years before the baby Jesus arrived. In Isaiah 56, the prophet Isaiah was inspired to pen, my mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My righteous role will never end. And then in Isaiah 56, 1, God says, the Lord says, I'm coming soon to rescue you and display my righteousness among you. God is promising that spiritual deliverance and physical protection are coming soon. And then we jump to the New Testament, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, written approximately 50 years after Jesus' ascension to heaven. And these books record the fulfillment of all the prophecies. Jesus himself speaks to us, declaring that the time has come to complete his mission of salvation, being crucified, the resurrection, leaving the Holy Spirit to comfort and teach us as he returns to his Father, and the promise that he's coming back, recorded in the book of Revelation. My friends, you can't make this stuff up. This isn't a fictional story. The Bible isn't just about the story of God. It's the voice of God. In John chapter 8, Jesus speaks to us. You are my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And just as his teachings of these 12 steps are interwoven, so too are the books of the Bible interwoven from Genesis to Revelation, where God is speaking, teaching, scolding, healing, and forgiving us. Do you know what I think insane is? It's insane to think the Bible is a fairy tale. It's insane for not accepting the truth that will restore you to sanity. And that truth is Jesus Christ. And it's insane not to accept this free gift of salvation through our Savior, the Messiah. And I pray that you realize for you to be restored to sanity, you need Jesus Christ in your life. Amen? Next week, we're going to continue to discover the true God by introducing the third step of recovery. We made a decision to turn our will and lives over to the care of God. And I want you to reference Acts chapter 17, verses 23 through 28. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.